0: Hello. Hello, everybody. Oh, so happy to be here talking to you today. Um, it's a beautiful day. It's like 20 degrees outside. So nice. Hopefully it's this way forever. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, I'm sitting here in my new little home office that I designed a couple weeks ago. My friend sold me this little desk. It's kind of like a probably the size of what a half a desk would be. But it fits in this corner of my uh, spare bedroom really, really well. I've got some plants in front of me, got my meditation space in front of me, and I've just hung up a whiteboard, bought some multicolored white or uh, dry erase pens. Can you hear them? Oh, yeah. And I've got a little cork board and these really cute push pins. And I just feel really, uh, really jazzed about it. I feel like I'm gonna really have a business after all <laughs> oh but yes so this episode what is it called it is called beam like a sunbeam beaming smiling bright just like that and uh, yeah I'm gonna tell you some stories about myself. Um, But first, if you haven't already, buy your tickets to the Write and Rise poetry workshop I'm putting on May 25th. It is at Lucid Yoga, which is downtown right by the Starlight Room. Beautiful yoga studio. We're going to have some great times uh, together there. I'm going to lead you through some poetry writing uh, and probably some meditation. As the week prior, I'll have done my meditation teacher training And would love to try it out with you. So, tickets are in Eventbrite. You can head to my website to get there too. uh, DeniseWalkerspeaks.com Go to events. And you can also buy my books on my website. Which is fun. And there's even a signed author copy option there for you. And if you're in Edmonton, there's a code. It's just free ship. All capital letters. And you can come pick it up for me if you live in Edmonton or you want to commute to pick it up instead of having it shipped to you. Uh, yeah, so those are your options there. And so let's get started. This episode is called Beam. I feel nauseous from all the latent joy unearthing within. Dopamine overload. And this time, it's the real deal. My minuscule body can't contain this explosive smile. I'll breathe through the sunshine and ride the self-induced high. Mm. That's kind of the dream right there, isn't it? Those moments after we break free from addiction and we can finally feel joy again and happiness and experience things with this unparalleled enthusiasm that we weren't having before because we'd gotten so far into addiction that, you know, we were, we weren't even drinking to feel happy anymore. We were just drinking to escape the bad feelings just to get back to like some sort of semblance of a baseline. It, whether or not we even were conscious of that or not, that's what I was doing pretty much. And, you know, this poem I wrote when I was definitely still in post acute withdrawal, and I've talked about that before in previous episodes, um, uh, like biological warfare and uh, white noise, and that series right there. But oh, and raw, the episode raw is really good for for that too. But yeah, post acute withdrawal syndrome takes place at about. 30 days to two months after you quit a substance and then can last for up to, uh, two years. So right now, two days ago was my two year sober anniversary. So technically I should be free of it. (laughs) Knock on wood. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about some times when I felt ridiculously, ridiculously happy, but in this weird sort of I think it might be a little bit too much. I think it might be the post-acute withdrawal syndrome, not calibrating the dopamine and the endorphins in my body the way that it should be, you know? Like, it's a bit too much. So, probably the first real intense release was when I went to... Uh, Arizona. I was 60 days sober, and I booked a trip to Arizona, to Phoenix, by myself. It was my first solo trip, and I'm going to talk more about this um, in another episode that's coming up, Uh, so I don't want to give away too much of this, but essentially I was going to go do this solo hike, my first solo hike ever, and I'm just driving, and you know, my phone in the States, you get like Rome with home plan, but you try to do your best to get as much of your Spotify content downloaded so that when you're cruising around in your rental car, you don't rack up a million dollars in data charges. So I did that and I was pretty much just listening to this mix that I had going on, which was a lot of Ed Sheeran and Vans Joy. <laughs> But then this song came on from the Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron soundtrack uh, by Brian Adams. Uh, Here I am. (laughs) And I was like, oh, sweet. I love Spirit. Like, I even remember I had laser eye surgery back in uh, 2009. And I was 17 years old. And uh, I got laser eye surgery. And they told us afterwards, like don't watch TV, don't look at your phone, you're going to strain your eyes too much, just listen to music, or do something, and uh, I just have to pause right there, because my Fitbit uh, just uh, congratulated me for making my step count, but I haven't been walking, I've been sitting at this desk for a while, and I think it thinks that I was doing steps, but I was just gesticulating a ton while talking to you right now. Yeah, I got the little fireworks shooting up on my wrist. Okay, um, but yeah, back to uh, Spirit, Stallion, and the Cimarron. So I couldn't help myself. I love that movie so much, and I thought that it would be really soothing to watch. Uh, it's not Disney, is it? It's DreamWorks, I think. Um, some animated musical movie, right? Uh, that would soothe me in my blindness until I got my eyesight back, and I, my eyes didn't feel so raw. But I... I watched it anyway. I I looked at the screen. That was bad. And I watched it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this song comes on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I love Spirit. But then the lyrics are hitting me for the first time in a way that they never have before. And the lyrics are like, here I am. This is me. There's nowhere else on earth I'd rather be. And I was alone in the desert, basically shedding this worn out, diseased skin of mine and breaking free as this new entity. And I just like started bawling my eyes out in the car, singing this song, like half sobbing, half beaming, like smiling so big and so happy. And I like can't even see the highway and people are driving like 90 miles an hour When the speed, or the speed limit is 90, but they're going like, I don't even know, like, what would the equivalent be to 140 kilometers? And that's just, like, normal, and, like, everybody's just going that fast, and I can't even, we, like, the highest speed limit here I think we have is 120. I don't even know if I've ever gone 140 in my whole life, you know, (laughs) except when I was driving an ambulance, then I went 137.5 kilometers an hour. <laughs> but then I had this other moment when I was uh, doing the market for the first time. I used to vend at the 124 street market where I was selling my books. And back then I was only selling Cedar Valley. I didn't even have Pick Your Poison back then. So I didn't even have this like addiction work, you know? And so I'm just there and I'm in the sunshine and I cannot come down. I am just like tearing up, just experiencing life, just being there at the market, seeing people walk by, doing their shopping, buying their local veggies and their ice cream and smiling and talking to me. And I'm like crying (laughs) because I'm so happy. And I'm feeling it right now. I'm, like, tearing up at my desk, remembering these emotions. And it's such a weird thing. Because it's, like, too much. It's, like, if you were a 12-year-old and you saw Justin Bieber in real life. Like, that's how I felt. But, like, just standing at my stall at the market. Like, that, it was kind of like an unmatched situation I shouldn't have been feeling that intensely about it but maybe I should have been because what an incredible journey and I started meeting people at the market I met Christine who is the owner of Body Cherish here at Edmonton I found out that she's sober there's a poem about her and just like my life started to unfold from there you know like now I have two volumes of addiction poetry I do this podcast I've made, like, a million in real life sober friends, not just people on the internet. I love you people on the internet, but I can't hug you at any moment that I want, right? spent too much money last year doing that. Yeah, wow. And another time... Another time was my birthday. My first sober birthday, I turned 26. And... I think it was a Wednesday. I don't know why. I just remember it being a Wednesday. And I woke up, and it was really gray outside. October 11th is my birthday. And I don't know. I I turned on Mumford & Sons, their first album, Babel. And I danced in my living room. And there were these, like, moments of incredible joy that I was sober. But then I would just start sobbing. And it just felt like I was this body of earth and soil. And every time I went into one of these moments, it was like something just kind of sifted through the soil inside of me. And something that had been buried popped out. And I I could feel it. It's almost... (laughs) You know how in London, they have all those subway tunnels, right? And they have to be really careful when they dig new ones. Because there's pockets of like Spanish influenza and bubonic plague just laying dormant under the ground. Graves of really ill people. And disease that just is lurking there, waiting for somebody to accidentally come upon it. And that's what it felt like in me, except it was, like, joy. These pockets of joy that I had long buried. And they were accidentally getting tapped into, and it was like, boom! Feel me right now! And it was a surge of emotion. You feel crazy! Like, it's the only thing that I could probably ever get close to of experiencing mania or hypomania. Just, you feel like unnerved, on edge, but like so happy. But you feel like kind of like your skin might set on fire at any moment. I don't know. (laughs) Have any of you felt that? Isn't that a little bit insane? Uh, But... That's addiction for you and post-acute withdrawal when everything is trying to recalibrate and there's so much complexity and so many emotions coming together and unwinding and winding together. It's, it's a mess, but it's awesome. And it's those times when you do something and you experience it and you feel it for real, you know? You go to a concert, and you don't immediately go to the bar and get yourself two beer to take into the venue with you. You instead feel the music the way it was intended to be felt, and you feel all of it, and not in this buzzed way that you thought made it better, but in the real way, the raw way. And it just hits you even deeper than you ever could have imagined. I've just had a million of those experiences. And that's one of the real treasures of recovery, I think. You know? Getting to experience these things in a new way. I feel a little bit bad for the people who who don't get to live through this, you know, we, we create this horrible environment for ourselves and we decimate our body's chemical ability to regulate itself. We decimate our emotions and our responses. And then when it gets so bad that it's just not working anymore, we remove it. And we get to go on this insane, awesome, very unique roller coaster of experience. And so many people don't get that. There are some really low lows when it comes to addiction recovery, but there are some really high highs, like driving through the desert bawling your face off, but laughing hysterically that Brian Adams is speaking to your soul, you know? Wow. Go look at that song. Go watch St- Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Like, do you have things that have bring you so much joy that you still did and connected with when you were in addiction and you just kept trying to relive that joy feeling but once you actually got free of addiction you started to feel them for real and it all came rushing back to you, I hope you do. I hope that you will tell me about some of these moments. Send me an email, send me a message. Comment on my Instagram. I would love to hear about these these moments of pure, blissful ecstasy. Here's Beam. I feel nauseous from all the latent joy unearthing within. Dopamine overload. And this time it's the real deal. My minuscule body can't contain this explosive smile. I'll breathe through the sunshine and ride the self-induced high. That's beam, everybody. Have a fantastic week. It's almost May. Maybe this weather will actually hold up. Everybody keeps saying that, oh no, we're going to get a second winter. It's not spring. It's not spring. But I mean, hey, it seems like spring to me. I don't know. But I'm a diehard optimistic. So (laughs) love to all of you. See you next time.